And now, live from ID Studios in Tucson, Arizona, it's... Dear Friends and Family. 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 Welcome to Dear Friends and Family Session 2. Hey guys, welcome. We've got an awesome show planned for you guys today. We have had a very powerful week, actually. Um, Wow, like... To do, just starting this show has really changed my perspective and my way of thinking. Like I'm already thinking more positive and feeling better oh, yeah. and like I'm really into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I, I'm, I am too. I mean, uh, you know, talking with our guest Amber and her cause, uh, that was just that was extremely moving for me for just like, what? You know, like. Yeah, we had had plans to have Amber come in and just take like a couple of sound bites from our interview with her. Um, but that's just not how it worked out, actually. We've kind of decided that this interview is going to be the majority of this session because oh, yeah. it was just a really powerful conversation but we want you to listen to that and figure that out for yourselves so. oh yeah definitely so with that you know um i'd also like to thank our sponsor delgado team you're gonna hear a commercial for them at the end of our show but i wanted to give them a quick shout out and say thank you guys you guys rock uh and don't forget to check us out on dear friends and family on facebook and also check out id studios as well on facebook And now, our cause of the week. Okay, so we are here with our very first cause of the week. Uh, Amber is here with us, and she will actually be our cause for the rest of April and the entire month of May. Um, So, Amber, say hi. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me here. (laughs) Glad to be a part of this. So tell us a little bit about your situation. What, you know, what were you diagnosed with? How were you diagnosed? And okay, all that jazz. I was diagnosed. And all that jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I felt a lump in my breast doing a personal mammogram, which I never did. But for some reason, I did that day. I found a lump. Um, it felt very angry and different than normal. So I... Long story short, I went and got it looked at, and um, it came back positive for breast cancer. So I was diagnosed on March 7th at 7.19 in the morning on my way to work. I got a call saying, you know, yes, your test came out positive, and as soon as you hear positive and breast cancer, the rest of it is wah, 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 wah. <laughs> like Charlie For Brown. Sure. I bet. Um, so it's just been... I just had my cancerversary. I'm obviously March 7th of this year for my first one. But it's been a long journey. It's been a very positive journey, but it's been a very difficult journey at the same time. I've had long days, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get through. And I'm very grateful to still be here. So I think that is like one thing that happens a lot to anyone who is diagnosed with a serious disorder illness is that the days become very long and yet time disappears oh, all yeah. at the yes. same time. Oh, You're yeah, like, totally. wait, it's yeah. 
it's April? What? Like, yeah. we're, didn't we just have New Year's? <laughs> no, it's true. I was thinking how fast the year has gone by, but how long, like I said, some of those days were just like, oh my God, it's never going to end. I'm never going to feel better. And just, but the year flew by. Like it came up on my cancer version. I was just like, oh my God, it's already been a year? What? <laughs> wow. So yeah, but it's, I went through, um, Six weeks of chemo, uh, six rounds of chemo, three weeks apart. I did six weeks of radiation, uh, five days a week. And then I did a double mastectomy. And now I'm currently going through um, reconstruction. So I can get some big, nice new boobies. Nice. With my nice new hair. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So are you now cancer free? I am considered cancer free as of now. Yes. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. That is a big deal. Okay. So I have to ask a couple of cancer questions just because I am cancer illiterate. Okay. Okay. I know I have my condition and I'm kind of like, you know, you're kind of the first real cancer person I've been able to really talk to. So I know with my condition, uh, dude all the crazy meds and stuff like that that they've put me on is it i'm assuming it's a crazy amount of meds for you as well right it is a crazy amount um when i was doing my chemo they put i think it was six to eight different kinds of meds through my port wow um the first time i went for chemo it took about eight hours because they have to do them individually the first time to make sure you don't have any negative reaction to them so uh, wow I have to ask because uh-huh. I, I know I'm a dumb guy, but uh, how, what is chemo? Like, what do you, what are you going through when you're, when you're doing this chemo? Well, you go and you sit in it. Well, okay. First of all, they give you a port. So you have surgery to mm-hmm. get a port put in your chest. And what is this port? This port is a little, well, you can't see it on a podcast, but it's right here. <laughs> it's in my upper She rest. is pointing to her upper right. Upper right. right chest area, chest area. <laughs> there's like a little bump you can feel it if yeah, you want I see it. but there's a little bump and what they do is they stick a, a needle in it during chemo and then the meds go through that oh, rather wow. than having it in my my vein in my arm nice. this way i can move around and i remember the first time going to chemo i was scared to death but i was trying to be cool (laughs) (laughs) like i got this because i did not know what to expect i knew i was going to lose my hair eventually and um i remember trying to do a pole dance with my little i don't know what those things are the walk yes (laughs) other people weren't going to have it awesome but dancing and chemo oh yeah i tried i tried um probably would have been better without the hair (laughs) the full effect of it right but i just remember going home afterwards though and thinking i don't feel any different and then the next day i felt great i was like glowing and happy and we went out to gates yeah you were radiant i was radiant that was after radiation yes radiating it was very i don't know then like a week later because my chemo it was i would be pretty good for about a week afterwards mm-hmm. and then the second week was the hard week really? and that's when it was like really like you feel sluggish and you can't eat and then the, by the end of the third week when you're feeling great again not great but better then you have your next round that's how you know you're gonna have your next round because you're feeling really good you're feeling uh, better yeah. so that that's that that sucks so you're starting to get yes. better and then they hit you again yeah and that's the other thing with mine oh. was, 
I felt great before I was diagnosed. Like I, you wouldn't have known. I never had a clue because I felt good. So it's the medicines that make you sick yeah. in order to get you better. And it's, it's just a crazy process. What stage cancer did they diagnose you with? I was between two and three. I was two because it hadn't spread anywhere, but three because of the size of the mass. Oh, wow. Wow. And I mean, I don't know how other people's masses felt, but when you give yourself, well, when you feel your own boobs <laughs> or if you feel your wives, whatever, hey. they're, they're lumpy. <laughs> They're mushy yeah. and they're kind of lumpy here and Especially there. Especially after breastfeeding yeah. babies. Like oh, after imagine. having three kids, like I could not tell you if I have a lump or not. Like there's yeah. so much going on in there. <laughs> and that's, that's the way mine were. But this one just, it was hard and sharp and just felt angry. It felt like fingers. It was really? it weird. It did not hurt. Okay. Mine didn't. I have friends whose lumps or masses did hurt them, but mine did not. So I had no idea. And I have no idea how long it had been there, but it was, it was quite large. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. Has anyone else in your family had breast cancer? No. No. Nobody. So you don't you don't have a history. So I do not have a history, and I was healthy. I played. And how soccer. old were you when you were diagnosed? I was forty-one. Forty-one. Wow. Yes. It was, which is considered young. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm the oldest one in my support group, I think, but um, there's some girls in there who are in their early thirties. Yeah. And you never ever would have thought that that would happen to you. Well, like Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like very young. So. Yeah. She yeah. Is. yeah. I like Liz. She's funny. <laughs> she's very sweet. We love you, Liz. We You're love awesome. You, Liz. Yeah, she's, she's You're totally such a up. trooper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've been walking this journey for over a year now. Yes. And it sounds like you're sort of coming to almost the end of your journey right so where are you now in this um i'm going through reconstruction and what what does that mean for you good because i didn't want to ask because i'm like ah <laughs> uh, well, i'm assuming she's getting new boobs but that's exactly <laughs> that's just me. what it means that's what, that's, yeah um because of my well when i first heard i had the breast cancer the first mm. thing i told my doctor was just take them i don't want them just take them if it's gonna make it go away I but they really put a lot of thought into it and they Mm. make you really think about what you're going to do because of my age they um really wanted to just go ahead and do the double mastectomy which is what I wanted um because of my age I'm young and they can do the reconstruction and they'll match and but I do have friends who have had single mastectomies which means you just have one taken Mm -hmm. um I have also have friends who have done lumpectomies which means they just take I believe the mass out and that's it Okay, so I have to ask just mm-hmm. again, dumb guy question. Is there like a like a Swiss cheese effect going on there or what? Like is there a hollow point or do they fill it back in? I don't know for the lumpectomies. I know I've had someone show me theirs and not show me, but like through their shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and there is definitely a size difference. But um I think it just it it's just your own personal what you want. It's your choice. For me, I wanted to go with the double because I'm like, if I'm going to get new ones, I want them to match. I want them to, you know, I don't want a saggy one that's real and one well, that's way up here like Barbie. At, see, as a guy, I'm thinking, dude, you don't ever have to worry about getting saggy. That's, yeah, I won't have to wear a bra again. I'm going to save oh, money. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have to sit. Yeah, I won't have to spend the money on it. But, uh, you know, it's funny all the thought you have to put into getting new breasts. 
because you have to think about the size, the shape, how far you want them to be down. Um, nipples. Nipples are a huge thing. Like, do you want nipples made? Really? They, some people get theirs saved. Some people don't. I did not. But you people save their nipples. They if you have nipples, they're going to be constantly hard. Do you want that? Do you want to look like Barbie and not have anything? Do you want to get tattoos? There's a 3D guy with tattoos. Oh, yeah. They yeah, do, like, I, the airbrush, like the ta- airbrush yeah, tattooing. Yeah, I just saw something yeah, yeah, we just airbrushing. Saw, yeah. 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 yeah, I have a friend who has them, and they were like, I came up to her sideways, and from sideways, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, they looked great. That's, That's awesome. crazy. So, it's, so you had to go through all these decisions of... Yeah, and I'm still not going... Like, I'm not done. Right. I haven't even made the decision. I've really? gone through... I have three fat transfers, so they take fat from my stomach or my waist or wherever, and they put them up in my my chest... I've had two of those. I have one more of those. They're all three months apart. And then I have the chest ex- or the expanders, mm-hmm. which is where they put the things in to expand your skin, I guess. Or your Right, because you had skin. had your breasts removed, right. so there's less skin. I was concave. Oh, wow. Right. And, then, um, and then I get the actual implants. But I was concave after my mastectomy. Oh, my God. Like you could, I was dented. <laughs> I was dented in. That's crazy. So. I, I, you know, I've always wondered this. And, you know, as a guy, you can't just go and talk to, a, you know, somebody and be like, hey, yeah. uh, where did they go? Like, you know, yeah. what, how, how, where's that skin? Like, but so, they actually take the whole skin and everything, right? Yeah, they took everything. That's everything. crazy. I have little teeth, upside down T's on my chest. Wow. So tell me, what does it mean to you to have this reconstruction, reconstruction of your body? Well, I wasn't real large before. I was a B cup. And, you know, I was very athletic, so I, I didn't mind not having a big chest. Yeah. Um, I thought they were kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I believe in, like, the rule of a handful is all you really yeah. need. <laughs> that's, that's what I had. Um, but now that I don't have them, it's, it's not necessarily that I miss them because I'm, I'm good like not wearing the bra, like not having to worry about them. But after everything I've gone through to get where I'm at right now, if insurance is going to pay for new breasts for me, I'm going to have them done. Nice. Well, because, I mean, it makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and because I, always, I was talking about it in one of my meetings, you know, I often wonder if people look at me and say, wow, you know, she's not just flat. She is really flat. Like, what do they look at? Because shirts fit me different. My V-necks are now belly button necks. <laughs> <laughs> they go all the way down to my belly button. Like, just things don't fit the same. And it's, I would like to, I guess I would like to feel a little more feminine than I do. But they need to fit the, bot, the butt. They need to match. Nice. And they don't right now. So we have this awesome opportunity as a community. So Amber does have health insurance, and the health insurance has a deductible. And this is why we are trying to raise some money for Amber. She started the process to have um, reconstructive surgery because, you know, from all of her cancer treatment and everything, her deductible was full. But the process has gotten stretched out into this year. So now there's a new deductible. And she has to try and continue with this reconstructive surgery, but is going to have to pay out of pocket, basically, until that deductible is covered. 
And when we heard this, we really wanted to help out and just really like, oh, hey, there's a, there's a cause we can help out with, you know, save the boobies. That's right. <laughs> save the boobies. <laughs> That's what you should call the cause right there. Say, say what is that? The Save the... Tatas. Save the tatas. Save the tatas. <laughs> well, we have a real life save the tatas situation here. Exactly. You know? This is extremely important. Yes, and uh, I know. I know that when I had my hysterectomy, there was no external scar. Like there was no visual. Like this woman has lost a part of who she is as a woman. Mm-hmm. But I still felt that same feeling. Like yeah. I am missing something, and it makes me feel like. I'm not as much as I was before, you know, like I'm not as much of a woman because I no longer have that uterus or I no longer have those breasts or, you know, and I, you survived, like you are a survivor and you have, you have beat this and will continue to, and you have a beautiful soul and you should be whole again. And I completely support this. This is, Awesome. So, guys, we have helped uh, Amber start a GoFundMe account. It will be on our dear friends and family. She really does have an amazing soul. And um, I want to help. Your journey is not over. It's not over. And Sorry. You're okay. <laughs> it's funny because people think, we talk about this often in my support group, people think because you're not going through the process anymore of the, the chemo or the radiation, and you have your hair back. They think that it's all over with. And that the thing is that it's not. In fact, I often feel like it's maybe harder now. Because when you're going through the chemo and the radiation, you're going to appointments, you've got dates and times, and people are telling you what to do, what to take, how to feel better. And you're just trying to do it. People are taking you everywhere you need to go because you're too tired or can't drive or whatever it is. But now I'm done with all that. And it's like I have all this time to think about it and it's almost like a post-traumatic stress disorder i really believe that people who have a disease like this or an illness have post-traumatic stress disorder because you know you think about everything you just went through and is it going to come back and if it does is it going to be the same and where is it going to go and I mean, I'm not putting it out there that that's going to happen, but you don't know. And that's yeah, the you whole don't. Problem. And that that's a huge fear. It's, I mean, especially, scary. you know, like I, I don't have cancer, um, you know, uh, mine never goes away. But um, but I can I can see that thinking, you know, because there was some talk of the doc, you know, the doctor had told me that there's a possibility that mine can actually go into recession a little bit and I would actually be normal again for a little bit. But Mm -hmm. the chances of that are pretty slim considering of how, how far I'm at. Right. But the thing is, is that like just that thought, cause I actually had an experience um, when they first put me on this new, uh, this new medication that I was on where I had four hours of feeling normal. It was an entire morning. Wow. And so we went out back and we started a fire and we like just spent the day outside with him being yeah. completely comfortable. It was like a miracle. And so the thing was, is that I woke up and I said to myself, it's like, I don't know if this is going to come back because the doctor had just finished telling us. Right. That. And so um, when they put me on this new med, and it had gone away, it was like, oh my God, 
am I cured? Am I better? And then later it it came back, but it's just like, I remember having that fear. It's like, oh my God, if I, if I am cured, is this going to come back? Am I going to feel like I felt like that Mm -hmm. again? And so now I'm starting to tear up, (laughs) but I, I'm, I pray for you and I, and I'm, and I, I hope that this doesn't come back for you and that you are recovered and you're, 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 you're healthy. And I, how I am, I'm, wow. Sorry. No, but, um, I know how it is. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you're, you're amazing. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really grateful that you made it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, my support system, my, people at my work I work it on the border and the people there have been fantastic I work at Saguaro High School the people there and the kids have been fantastic my soccer community has been amazing my high school and childhood friends and just total strangers like have come out and just I when I first first diagnosed I didn't have insurance so everything for the first like until I got diagnosed for like the first month was out of pocket and I'm to the point now where my out of pocket, it's, it's, I have insurance, but my co-pays and everything and my deductible, it's, it's like I'm paying out of pocket again before I even had the insurance. And I didn't have the insurance before I had cancer because I couldn't afford the insurance. <laughs> so now yeah, I we have know all the about insurance <laughs> and it's okay, great. You know, I'm so glad I have it, but you're working less to pay for something you couldn't afford in the first place. And then in January, they give you the new deductible, and my insurance goes up $30 a month. Oh. I'm still not working. I'm a, I'm a part-time waitress, and I substitute teach. Oh, man. And you were saying you, you were having trouble with the waitressing now, too. And now so I can't waitress, just, yeah. Yeah, because my of... Wrist. My yeah. wrist, which I'm assuming is from the chemo. I might have some kind of tendonitis or something, but I can't lift things. Oh, no I don't way. trust the weight, so I'm hostessing, yeah. which is great. I mean, my thank God my, my job lets me do this. Um, but it's just... Like, it's like I don't even have insurance. <laughs> I do, and I'm grateful, but I can't even imagine people who don't have insurance. Yeah. When I had to go through um, having my hysterectomy, I found out my deductible was uh, $11,000. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. so we we still have, like, we still get phone calls for those medical bills. Yeah. I can't. I don't answer my phone because I know it's a medical company calling uh-huh. me to pay it for a bill and it's not that i don't want to pay i just can't and it's went to my last procedure i was telling i was telling her that i went and i called them a week before my surgery and i said hey do i have to pay anything no no we don't see anything on here that has to okay are you sure yeah okay so i go in for my last procedure and they're like okay you're here good how much how do you want to pay for this oh. I'm like pay for what and they're like well you according to this you owe us 1600 something and i'm like what so they broke it down and they they are now allowing me to pay 555 each month for the next three months that's a paycheck to me yeah and i still have another procedure in three months so once i get that paid off which i I don't know how i'm gonna do that i have another procedure coming up and it's like i wish that insurance companies could let like give you i don't know what it's called I don't know what the word would be, but you have student forgiveness. Can we have like illness 
forgiveness. Like let us get through. Yeah, like let us get through the battle and then come at us. Yeah, let us pay it so that we can get. They don't understand. We're struggling, and yeah. and then they say, "Don't worry about it. Don't let anything get you down. Be positive. You don't owe stress. Us this much money. Yeah, and it's just I like, love that how line. Can you not? How can you not stress when you have creditors are calling yes. you every? I mean, the, the thing is, is for us, is like it's gotten to the point we, you know, we have no income whatsoever. Like, yes. and, and so for us, it's it's gotten it's gotten to the point where it's just like we're just tired of explaining the same thing yeah. over and over and over. So why why pick up? Okay, that's that's a bill collector click. Yeah, you know, it's like it's not that I don't want to pay them. I'd love to I'd pay them. I'd love to pay hey, them. Yeah, you know, if I had the money, no problem. Here it is, mm-hmm. man. I'd love. I get a. I I get a. Uh, a happy feeling from paying my right. bills you know because you can <laughs> yeah exactly when you can exactly but right now no yeah but i really also strongly feel like you just went through all of like the chemo all of the radiation all of the you know having the mastectomy like doing all of this <laughs> now pay me yeah and now <laughs> yes. like they can't it's like humpty dumpty fell off the wall and nobody can put it back together like that's right. not fair you know like and that's why when they asked me how are you want to pay i i told them yeah i, I can do it but because i want to get through it so i can then go back to work and get everything i mean i'm working but can i just settle my body and get everything back to quote unquote normal and then come at me with everything. Like, let me get through my procedures. Let me come back to feeling semi-normal and then come at me because then I'll be in a better place. Right. Yeah. And and it's, it's just so So what is your deductible for I, the year? I think now it was 4500 last year. And I had a lot of people help me donate, donations. My, my work did a donation breakfast for me, which brought in... All the money that I paid for all my chemos with nice. everything, not my chemos, but the copays and everything. I believe now it's three thousand. I want to say three thousand five hundred. I think it is. It's three or three. It's three or three thousand five hundred. Well, it's, I, it's I, a lot. I think we need to go ahead and start raising some money with the GoFundMe. Uh, guys, check this out on on our dear friends and family, and uh, help us raise some money. Help us uh, help out this wonderful beautiful woman here and get her you know get her deductible paid off let's get that taken care of so that the insurance is is taking care of the rest that's right and we've put our goal in there for us to raise five thousand dollars for amber and i'm hoping that you know through everyone's kind hearts of giving up their coffee morning coffee one day this month uh that we can actually do that and that will give her a little extra money to buy new bras and shirts that she'll need for those new boobies oh yeah <laughs> i i don't know i don't know if it would be appropriate but we should probably find out later what what, what size you end up going with uh as of now i'd like to go up a size to a c <laughs> okay um but i've been told i have to make sure that i have this the right amount of muscle in that ah. area to hold them, which are things you don't think about. Yeah. But wow, I I would have never do. Yeah. See, I didn't know that either. Wow. So can you like work out those muscles? Are you like in the yeah. gym doing like arm presses so that you can I am hold not I'm going yeah. for those D's. I'm going for those D's. Come on. Oh, it's like that show in the Brady Bunch when they're like, I must, I, I must, must, I, I must, must increase my bust. And they're like yeah. squeezing their arms together like, oh, awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to see, but. So is there workouts? Like, Do they give you workouts that you should do? Not, they haven't given me any. No. I haven't done much of much much of anything. I play I'm playing soccer, but that's 
that's the biggest workout I'm doing. Yeah. So. No, that's okay. I just wanted to know if they like no. said this is how I you can increase the strength of your muscles <laughs> so muscles. that you may have larger <laughs> implants. They, you know, it's amazing though how much poofier they are since the two implant like the, like two, the two fat, fat injections. Yeah, yeah, it is. Sorry, I keep touching my chest. You're fine. Well, we're talking. I keep touching mine too. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs. You know. He's like, yeah. Yeah. No, it's so. like every time either Amber or I mentioned boobies, we put oh, like hands okay. right them. there. You're like, oh yeah, there, I, there. I did have the weird sensation the other day. I was walking through Safeway, and I don't know what happened, but I looked down and I was like, <gasps> for like just brief seconds, I thought, oh my god, I don't have any boobs because I forgot. All right, guys. As promised, I'm here to tell you about our first sponsor. Delgado Team Website Consultants. If you're interested in seeing how your website rates professionally and where you need to improve a little, or if you're in need of a new website altogether, give the Delgado Team a call at 520-235-9697. And remember, let them know that ID Studio sent you. Dear friends and family, this is our segment of the show. <laughs> it's where you guys get a little update on how we're doing and how the kids are doing. Yeah, and we get to tell you about how the hectic, ah, the hecticness, <laughs> if I can talk, the hecticness of our life and pain and everything else that's going on with us. Actually, you know what? Why don't you start with uh, letting everybody know how Lavana is doing? Ah, Lavana. She had an interesting thing happen this week. She came to me and said, Mom, I am quitting orchestra. <laughs> and I was like, uh, why? And she was like, because, Mom, I just don't know my music and, and my teacher's going to kick me out. <laughs> and I'm like, Lavana, you are not quitting. <laughs> you will keep going to orchestra until she kicks you out. <laughs> so that day I go to pick her up from orchestra and her teacher comes out with her to say, Lavana is doing so great. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, really? Because she was just saying that you were going to kick her out because she <laughs> sucks. And the teacher was like, Lavana, are you okay? And Lavana was like, oh, yeah. And her teacher was you know, hey, it's okay to just say I'm overwhelmed by all of this music. I need some help. And I thought it was really cool, like that the teacher stopped and took a minute to talk to her and make sure that she was really okay. And That's a good teacher. Yeah, she's awesome. I love yeah. her orchestra teacher. And then I got to, you know, talk to Lavana about how, you know, look, how your perception of things is very far from the truth. Uh -huh. And so it was just like a really good teaching moment between her and I. And That's awesome. She didn't quit orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, and when you told me about it, I was like, uh-uh, she ain't quitting. No, you crazy. No, there's no quitting. Not happening. Like, I'm not going to let her quit just because she's overwhelmed. Like, Well, and I think it's, it's interesting, too, because now AJ is very vocal about who his quitter friends are. 
Are you serious? Yeah, it's like he like sort of internalized my conversation with Lavana about not quitting. And so now he's like, he's like, my friend just quits all the time. And I told him the other day that we don't quit in my family. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, AJ, like he really took my conversation with Lavana well, to heart. I mean, if you think about it, we don't let them quit. Because, I mean, if if we're going for a bike ride, you know, like when we were teaching them how to ride bikes, like Mm, they... As a team. As a team. We went out as a team and we did it together. And, you know, we supported people to do... Yeah, there were a lot of times that there were... Someone did want to quit. I know I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and, and Lavana, she didn't want to go down that one hill that's mm-hmm. behind our house. And yeah. Guys, this, we're not talking like a massive hill. I oh. mean, we are we are in Arizona. It's either flat ground or mountains. So <laughs> <laughs> we're talking a little small, like maybe 15 yard hill. So Yeah, but, but we kept going there. Yeah. Until and, she would do it. And, and she did it. Yeah. So I just, I thought it was interesting how... Uh, how much AJ internalizes what happens with the other kids, you know? Like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, well, this is how we do it. We're not quitters, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here it is with this, you know, with uh, with ID Studios and, you know, closing down the shop. And, you know, here it is, uh, the stress and all the craziness. And But it's like that thing that you saw online, that, that quote that we saw, like, I will persist until I achieve. Yeah. I mean, you know, like that, that's it. That's it. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. The pain, the struggle, the fight of it, it just doesn't matter. I will persist. I really like that quote. I really do. And I just, I, I, it hit home for me just because it's like, dude, I am not going to quit. You're not. (laughs) I'm going to keep going. Damn it. It it hurts, but you know, it, I don't want to (laughs) quit. You're right. Because you and I have an amazing gift. And that gift is the ability to give, Mm -hmm. you know, like anytime we've ever asked to be given something, it has, it hasn't felt right. And it has never worked. It's been difficult and like, it's just, it's, but to give, we can do that. And so, you know, that's the blessing of this week is meeting Amber and giving back to her. And, you know, there's been a lot of moments where I'm like, I feel like crap. I hurt. I don't. I hate this. I'm blah. I'm stressed. And then I think about what we're doing for Amber. And Mm -hmm. like, I immediately turn around and like, it's going to be okay. And I can think clearly and my stress sort of backs off. And it's, it's a good thing. Like having this project and working on this stuff, it allows me to think clearer when you and I are at our worst if we can somehow think of others and do something for others, you and I think clear and I, we, we accomplish more. I was really thinking about why that works for us and, and, and why helping others really helps for us. And, it, it, and the reason for it is because when we're helping somebody else, we're getting out of our own way. For me, it's about finding that balance of Helping others and giving, but also making sure that I am, you know, mentally and emotionally supporting myself and taking care of myself. And it's that that healthy balance of not being selfish, but being self-guided, I guess. Whatever, it's human. Yeah. I mean... We all struggle with that, like, internal 
selfishness and you know like it's a, it's a so now i got a i got a question to ask for you because or a question to ask you sorry uh is it being selfish when you are uh against the wall nothing is happening in your life and everything is going wrong is it okay to ask for help i don't think that it's ever not okay to ask for help yeah i don't think so i think that we all come to a point in our lives where we just can't take anymore like we can't we as individuals we as a team we as a family just can't take anymore right like there's so much pressure and there's so much pain and there's so much stress and hurt that we just aren't able to accomplish what we need to accomplish and so yeah you ask for help Mm -hmm. and i don't think that there is it is ever not okay to ask for help if you have the balls to say i need help that's it. Yeah. I mean, well, guys, that's there it courage. is, man. If that's you, not, that's not, that's not, that's not, ex, you know, like that's, uh, what is it's it? It's not selfish. It's, it's not selfish. It's not, it's, that takes courage because none of us want to be there. Yeah. And I, you know, and, and I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. So, you know, it's like, it's actually kind of, it's always been one of my downfalls. I hate asking for help. So when I ask for help, it's like, okay, I'm going to swallow my pride and I'm going to ask for help. Right. And then there's also an expectation of what sort of help you receive. Exactly. Exactly. Right? You know, like. But that's not how it works. No. You ask for help <laughs> and then you let what happens happen. Mm-hmm. Right. See, now that's a lesson I need to learn. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But we're getting there and we are. We are both thinking differently and seeing things differently and encouraging each other differently. And that is priceless. I agree. Clarity and calm is priceless. And now our hero of the week. So my hero is my wife, Rachel. And I'm going to start crying. Um, she's my hero because she looked out for me when we were in high school and then we lost touch and then she came back into my life bigger and brighter than ever. And she has been nothing but good to me and supportive and even going through her own stuff. And I'm stronger and better because of her. And I just want to tell her that I love her very much. And I couldn't have picked a better person to share my life with. Love me. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel, for being a dear friends and family hero. Our heroes. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> so if you have somebody in your life, if you were struggling through a really hard time, and somebody just sort of stepped in and saved your day, Saved your butt. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear about that person. Send us your messages and maybe your hero will be recognized on our show. All right, guys, that was session two of Dear Friends and Family. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. 
Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Dear Friends and Family. Give us a like, give us a comment. If you have any heroes or causes that you would like to bring to our attention, send us a message. Don't forget to check out Amber's Medical Fund and make your donation from your morning coffee. If everyone listening did that, we could raise a lot of money to save Amber's tatas. Also, in ID Studios, we will be selling our ID Studio stickers, and $5 of every sale will be going towards Amber's Medical Fund. I hope that this message finds you all well. Sincerely, Lex and Patty.